Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Carlos Silva, the sports editor here at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, bringing you another edition of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. We know what that means, Michael Graham, or Mike Graham, whichever one you want to call him by, is now at my side. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, doing good, and I'm actually known by both, so that's quite okay. Well, I'm sure there are other names that people have called us over the, over the last couple of weeks with our picks, but certainly there were some good picks, some good games. I know uh, we, we have some to talk about going into this weekend, but last weekend I thought there were a lot of really really close contest you were at one where once again i will say this uh, probably a, a rarity but you and i both agreed on what should be the game of the week and typically the game that you cover is our game of the week new deal and slayton slayton at new deal however you want to call that either way it was a slug fest and it wasn't as offensive as i thought i guess what did you see from it yeah i thought it was a kind of weird game because new deal had an opportunity to go up in that one at least 26 to nothing um and they had a penalty plague drive in the second quarter after having already gone up 13 nothing the only thing that had gone wrong for them up until that point was a missed pat yeah um so they they had a penalty plague drive they got off course they ended up scoring another touchdown with jet whitfield um and at that point, I feel like they were pretty satisfied with their body of work. And, and uh, Slayton came out in the second half and recommitted to their running game with Eli Martinez and Kevondrick Gober. My man. Uh, they both, I mean, I think probably increased their run total numbers from the first half by 75% in the second half. Mm-hmm. And it became a real good ball game. And uh, DK Blaylock really came through for, for New Deal. The Iowa State commit as a receiver. He caught three passes for 141 yards, scored a 54-yard touchdown. But more importantly, they had him playing cornerback. And he uh, saved one with, with Slayton, with the game having reached its final score of 19-13, to Slayton was driving down the field trying to get that game-tying touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, He came up with an interception. New Deal stalled. They punted. And Slayton got one last chance, and uh, DK ended the game with a pass breakup. So certainly a a very fun game to watch there. I guess what what were some takeaways that you had from there? I know the biggest one for me was it it seems like New Deal is legit. And not only that, but Slayton, even though it was a loss, it was a loss that showed they are just as legit as well just because of all the athletes that they have. Kavondra Gober, as you just mentioned, uh, Eli Martinez as well. I think with the way that Jeff Caffey runs his offense, I think this is going to be a very successful team once they do get to district. Yeah, I walked away feeling, I guess – I knew more about Slayton um, than I did about New Deal. And, and I think everyone knows that I'm on record now that, that I think New Deal is a very talented uh, 2A program. And Went from 10 to number 7 in the new AP poll for yeah, those that no are doubt. watching. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, they just keep on picking up speed. And I thought it was a good win for them. You know, it, you, you kind of want to see someone that you think might be competing for regional state mm-hmm. semifinal and, and state championship bursts really put it on a, a team of full division higher. But uh, I walked away feeling really good about Slayton too and then and that's just another component of what's going to be a really tough uh 2-3-8 division one coming down the pipe with shallow water and little field and those guys now of course we're going to talk a little bit about shallow water and some of the other guys as well but of course uh, some of the other big games that uh, we, we were kind of paying attention to friendship at Cooper the big rivalry I know uh, that that was one where I had mentioned I know some people may agree may disagree but I think they're a very good offensive team Austin Phillips is certainly a fantastic quarterback but the one thing that has been hurting them over the last couple uh, games and not only that but then the previous year where they went 0-12 uh, uh, or 0-10 0-10 I'm thinking college still um 
But uh, Coach uh, Jay Northcutt mentioned they have to cut down the turnovers to be successful, and that is what really hurt them against Lubbock Cooper, who is a team you cannot turn the ball over. They're a very solid-minded team. Max Catwinkle makes sure that his team does not hurt themselves, and that's what they did uh, against the Tigers in Woodrow. Didn't hurt themselves. Isaiah Johnson... Heavy dose of him. Uh, I think he's going to be a name that everyone hears a lot. I know last year he was a Lubbock Cooper transfer, or pardon me, Lubbock High transfer to Lubbock Cooper. And I think he's going to be a very, very nice addition to that offense. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Lubbock Cooper stock continues to rise. But what I was more impressed with beyond the takeaways that they had was just how they limited the receivers. And I know that some possessions were stolen. From no, that's them, true. No. But but really, no one had a, a big game. I think Drew Hocutt had 32 yards in, in that one, and he he was the team leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that's a, that's a tough receiving unit to stop. So I'm yeah, taking – Skyler Newsom, I mean, too, was out there. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking nothing away from those guys. Like, Cooper's defense – especially the passing defense facet, Mm -hmm. might just be that good. Not only that, but then uh, we found out a new name, the other running back. I know you kind of mentioned it with Ed Oliver, the other defensive tackle, but Jacob Dennis, he stepped up. uh, I know Isaiah Johnson's still got his numbers, but it's nice to know that you got a one-two punch rather than just one guy. Well, what's really fascinating about them is they've played three games and they have three different leading rushers because Tyler Hairston led in the first game before Isaiah Johnson um, cleared and was able to play. Yep. No, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, the other one that we were at, of course, was Monterey Clovis. So we kind of knew that was going to be a big win there for for the Plainsman. Of course, uh, Corian Bailey had the game that you would kind of expect out of him. But I guess what, what were some things that you were kind of uh, looking for from that game other than maybe just seeing Corian Bailey just be healthy? finish that game and then of course the Monterey defense is really what stepped up for them in that one yeah I was gonna I was gonna say defense they did a really good job handling Clovis for for three quarters only allowed one touchdown in in meaningful game time Mm -hmm. that game was put away um I liked that uh, Demontrius Lacey got back on track for a 1,000-yard yep. season with 114 yards. Started off a little slow against Odessa High, mm-hmm. and his number wasn't called all that much. And uh, he's right there again. He's at 298 yards through three games. So excited to see what he does. And I think they're really going to need him this week heading into Cooper. Speaking of some big games, I know not, not necessarily probably in, in – uh I guess the way that you think of quote-unquote big game, I thought the Plainview Lubbock High game that you covered uh, had its had its own little uh, wrinkles, if you will. Plainview came away with that one. I think the one important thing for Lubbock High, they're still a solid team. They just have to find a way to not – I don't know if turn the ball over, but I guess just keep the momentum going when they do have those long drives. I thought that's what really hurt them was when they had those long drives that weren't able to finish, if you will. Plainview was able to do – do that more, especially with uh, Mr. Peyton McNutt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, three touchdowns, uh, really solid game by him all the way around. Uh, played cornerback for them, too. Isn't supposed to be their starting running back. Yep. He's Andrew filling Villa. in for Andrew Villa, mm-hmm. who might actually be able to get to play this week for the first time since getting injured very early in, in their week one game. Um, yeah, with, with Lubbock High, they did a lot of really good things in that game. Mm-hmm. They just could not solve... Plainview's red zone defense, whether they fumbled or turned the ball over on downs, what have you, it just always seemed like once they were nearing the 30-yard line that that would be the end of their drive. And that's a credit to the Bulldogs' defense as much as anything. But um, really exciting time for, for Lubbock High. You know, I think we haven't picked against them um, in, in any of the three games. We haven't, but, um, I mean, and, that and, could and, change. I mean, I mean, a really curious game's coming up on Saturday uh, when they play La Mesa at Lowry Field. Yeah, I, I know, and I guess that's a nice little transition to going into this week's games. Obviously, you'll be at that one. Uh, to my knowledge and your knowledge, there are no Thursday games, at least in terms of uh, – 
at least in the Lubbock ISD area, because we're so used to just covering teams in Lubbock ISD. I guess they switched it to Saturday for this uh, time around. But certainly that that's an interesting one, just because La Mesa was more known as a running team, and now it seems like they're throwing in the pass a little bit more and maybe setting up the run with that, if that kind of makes sense. But certainly a, a very... Uh, I guess unique team in a sense that you will know what you are about if you're able to get a victory over Lubbock High just because they're a little bit higher of a classification but I think Lubbock High can also learn something because as Coach Shane Steven has said he's trying to build that culture of we're not losers we're not we're, we're trying to get rid of that losing mentality I guess is kind of how he does that and I think if you get a victory here this Saturday that can certainly uh, go a long ways toward that. I think you're exactly right. I, I think it's the exact same game as the Plainview game that came the week before. Yep. Misa dropped to 1-2 and two last week um, and they have weapons to test Albuquerque, no doubt. Uh, Jackson Napper at quarterback yep. for starting just a really talented receiving core. Yeah, I really look forward to that game. Speaking of other games you look forward to, I know uh, that there are some that will be on the radar, as you kind of mentioned. Those are five games that we're not necessarily getting to, but for those that uh, kind of read around the area, you know, like a, a Borden County in Gale or maybe a La Mesa, obviously they're playing Lubbock High, but we try to obviously highlight some of those other games that are around the area. Certainly a Borden County Strong is going to be a big one. A Borden County, the old Coyotes, of course, they won the state title last year and the year before and potentially this year, but uh, if they want to do that, the best way to do that is to kind of get a litmus test against a strong team that has gotten to that state title level. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, this is a really exciting game because it, it features last year's uh, two state champions. Yep. And uh, Strawn 45 uh, Ball Murray. Mm hmm And uh, Borden County definitely could have 45 Jonesboro if it, if it felt like it. They, oh, absolutely. They finished, they finished seven points short. So to see the two teams compete against each other, I mean, obviously it's a high-profile game for six-man football, mm -hmm. but honestly, they're probably two of the best teams in the entire state. Absolutely, and not only that, but then you just get to – well, and, and uh, now that I remember, this game is going to be in Jayden. It's not going to be in uh, Gale, uh, Texas. So you're going to have a, a big-time game in a stadium where I have actually been. Uh, it was a game I can't remember. Now this is going to kill me, but I can't remember which team Water Valley was playing, but it was a big game where they were playing the number one-ranked team. I don't remember if it was against two uh, state-ranked teams, but it was certainly a big atmosphere, standing room only. So if you're there, you want a marquee six-man game, that's certainly uh, the one to go to, and we'll definitely mention that in our On the Radar. But in terms of games that we will be getting to, uh, one that is uh, certainly on our at least uh, spotlight, Monterey and Cooper. I think that's going to be one where you're going to see a lot of athletes. Corian Bailey, who I just mentioned with the Plainsman, and their vaunted defense, obviously coming off a big game against uh, Clovis where their defensive line was just creating havoc. And then the uh, Lubbock High squad that's really kind of proven itself, trying to figure out what they want to do with Isaiah Johnson, Jacob Dennis, as you'd mentioned, then, of course, uh, the rest of that running back stable. And then, of course, they're trying to see how good their defense is as well against a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah, I need to do a lot more homework on that game before I'm really comfortable talking about a, a prediction. But I, sure. know, I know this. I mean, I, I just feel like – I mean – Year, to, year over year, these are these are two of your most talented large school teams. So yeah. You see them play each other and maintain this uh, series beyond uh, district now that they've both been put into new 5A divisions mm -hmm. is, is really exciting. I think that um, Monterey can challenge them in, in different ways defensively, but I think the exact same thing can be said uh, when you flip when you flip the table. Um, the, the Lubbock High's defense is, is a new challenge for Monterey, and um, I think that well, where, where do I want to go with that? Um, 
Good old Lubbock Cooper. Not, not, not Lubbock High. Don't worry. Did, did I say Lubbock High? Yeah, yeah. You uh, said Lubbock High. Don't worry. It's, yeah. it's a lot of games, a lot of teams, a lot of things to think about. And like I said, I, but, we're, we're, we're recording this on Monday, so we're, we're trying to gather our thoughts on some of this stuff, trying to recap some of the other things. But I, I think, like you said, that the biggest thing is you just want to see how both teams, at least with the athletes that they have on both sides of the field, at least from my perspective, go against the defenses, against the Pirates and the, and the Plainsmen, respectively. And, and one thing I'm excited about, and sorry, I gained my train of thought again, um, is Lubbock High plays the spread a little bit differently than everyone else in the area with their tight end and, and two backs. Lubbock High or Lubbock Cooper? Lubbock Cooper. Okay. Like you said, Lubbock Cooper's a good team. They have some playmakers, Jacob Dennis being one of them. And uh, I guess just what, what what are – you don't have to be specific. It's just a matter of what, what you're looking for just generally from these teams because I know we'll get into it when you do do the stories and kind of all the other things. Of course, all the teams will get fired up when they see, oh, who's picking who. And then, of course, that kind of gives you a little bit of fire going into this game. But just generally, I guess, what do you kind of looking at here yeah I, th- I think it's um cooper's defense sorry cooper's offense versus uh monterey's defense yeah. and just the the different thing that uh cooper will show them versus what they saw from odessa high uh and what they've seen from clovis and here's the interesting thing is both teams are not coming off these big uh big wins or just uh i guess emotional emotional wins where uh, lubbock cooper comes off a, an overtime victory against coronado where you kind of score to make sure that you don't go to that triple overtime monterey's not necessarily coming off that big that big emotional win as well uh off uh, abilene wiley they're now on a winning streak so they know that they're good uh and then just in terms of some teams that are good let's switch over to the game that obviously is going to be uh, at lubbock isd the old Lowry Field, Plainsman, or Plains Capital Park at Lowry Field. I think the one thing that you want to see is uh, Hereford at Estacado, two teams that are going to really get after it on defense. Hereford, a tough team to play when you do play them on the road, but fortunately uh, Estacado gets them at home. But the one thing I want to see is can Dalvion Rhodes set the tempo on the defensive line for the Estacado Matadors? Yeah, he's uh, had no problems in the, the past three games, one of which featured Coronado. Really excited about him as a player and, and what the season might hold for him as, as far as college interest. Uh, I know that he's above 10 tackles for loss now in just yep. three games. And that's, that's a, I mean, that's an incredible number for anyone, especially um, an, an end. Um, Herford, what can you say about them? Because Estacado was so mad that yes. they lost that season opening game last yep. year. It really stuck with them and it was kind of the Fueled motivation for, mm-hmm. for what became, other than that, an unbeaten regular season. Um, but Hereford seems like it's a it's a really improved team this year, and I know that um, even the Amarillo newspaper is interested in, in this one. No, absolutely, and the, the whole region just because of its defense, and I think uh, you kind of brought up this point, but the two running backs, Seth Porter had a 50-plus yard uh, run last week. He, he looks to be back and healthy following that ACL surgery, so that's always a plus for the old Matadors is you have uh, Jeremiah Dobbins, who is potentially a thousand yard rusher already. And then you have Seth Porter, who has, uh, pardon me, has had that success. Can they go against a Hereford defense that is known to slow down the run game? And can they succeed with the run game? And can opposite, can Dalvion Rhodes and that defense for Estacado slow down the Hereford offense? I think if they both do that, it could be a huge, huge uh, scoring deficit there for the old uh, white faces. Yeah, definitely agree with everything you just said on that one. Awesome. And then uh, anything else you wanted to mention or any other games that kind of really stuck out to you this one? Like I said, we're going to probably cover those two. Uh, we're still kind of looking at some other options right now. But I, I thought those were the biggest ones just in terms of 
Well, let's just get some people starting to talk, and then uh, obviously you'll talk to a coach later this week uh, for, for your weekly podcast where you kind of get to know a coach or you get to talk to a player or something like that, just kind of get into their into their mindset and just kind of get uh, what, what really happened last weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess you asked me what, what other games. I think yeah. Pampa at Level Land could be a really good game. You've got Pampa, which is now 2-1 and one, coming uh, well, it's two weeks removed from its Estacado loss, and yep. it's going up against Level Land, which has been extremely competitive in, in all of its games, yet has a 1-2 and two record now. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how the Lobos respond. I think they've got a really good team. I think they're a little dark horse to uh, – I don't, I don't know if this will happen, but I think if there's one team in Estacado's district that's likely to uh, steal the district from them, I, I think it's certainly uh, Level Land. So I'm excited to see – kind of that barometer you've got you've got the same team uh, it hasn't changed a whole lot in two weeks and you'll get to see them go up against level land this week awesome certainly like i said a bunch of good games that are going to happen this week as always we'll have all that information on lone star varsity blah, blah. again live yeah. live podcasting lonestarvarsity.com it's a subsidiary of lubbockonline.com you can find that if you go to lubbockonline.com sports you can get all the information on the high schools and then of course texas tech and everything else that happens in and around lubbock and the old south plains you can follow mike graham on twitter at aj underscore mike graham and of course he'll have all your lone star varsity information of course all the high school stats and all the other stuff that we do on thursdays and fridays and then keep you all wrapped up uh, once you get to friday and get all the other uh, games and scores and highlights and everything else that we do here at the lubbock avalanche journal once again i'm carlos silva the sports editor here at the avalanche journal as always joined by michael graham appreciate y'all listening we'll talk to you next week